When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday. I certainly am having a fantastic Thursday. My kids got out of school early. I hope many of you out there who are going to have to deal with weather-related issues, maybe some storms coming through, uh, are able to do so. And I also want to say right off the top here, Uh, We just finished the uh, Clay and Buck show. Today is the one-year anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's passing. Absolute radio icon. We had his wife Catherine on. We had Sean Hannity on. Uh, We played a lot of different clips from his iconic radio show that we are very honored to be following and be able to, uh, to speak to his audience and other people who have continued to come on and listen and grow our audience going forward. But thinking of Rush and his family and all the people who were longtime listeners of his on this day uh, that is one year to the day of his death in 2021. So thinking about that out there, we appreciate all of you. Maybe some of you are watching this right now who never knew that I existed at all until about 10 months ago when Buck and I started doing that show uh, and were announced to be taking over. It's an incredible honor, and I thank all of you who may have now be listening to this or watching this uh, because of that. It is an honor to be able to follow in his illustrious footsteps. Uh, A lot of different stories out there uh, that I want to dive into, but I want to start right here. Dr. Fauci said on CNN that it's too risky for kids to have their mask mandates removed. And this is a lie. I just want to be straightforward and transparent with all of you. The data does not reflect what Dr. Fauci said. That is a lie. And that is a lie because it is clear and it is uh, as clear as day could be that if you look at the data, the data shows that masks have made no impact in schools. There's data all over the country about this. L.A. versus Orange County if you live in California. And by the way, props to all the California kids who are beginning protest and walking out of school in protest over still having to wear masks. I'd encourage kids all over the country uh, to fight that same battle and walk out of your classrooms, organize with your friends in school, and walk out because there's no way to justify masks. They don't in any way impact COVID. The data is clear. Where I live, Nashville, I went to school, public school, K through 12 in Nashville uh, public schools, and they have a mask mandate. Just south of town, if you know the Nashville area, in Franklin Brentwood, where I live now, my own kids in fifth grade and in first grade public schools don't have a mask mandate. They haven't worn masks all year. There is over six months of data now comparing the rate of COVID infection inside of Williamson County schools where there is no mask mandate 
and inside of Davidson County where there is a mask mandate for kids. Do you know what's happened? There has been virtually no difference. Actually, Williamson County with no mask mandate, a little bit lower rate of COVID infection than Davidson County. Essentially, no difference at all. Look at Virginia, where Glenn Youngkin has been elected as the governor and immediately ended the statewide uh, school mask mandate. And what happened? Cases among kids ages 0 to 19 have fallen by 71% in the state of Virginia since Glenn Youngkin ended the mask mandate there. As I mentioned, Los Angeles versus Orange County, virtually no difference. Just happened in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the One of the health directors in Charlotte, North Carolina said that Mecklenburg County, which is where Charlotte is located, saw no difference in COVID rate despite a mask mandate compared with all the surrounding counties that did not have mask mandates. So when Dr. Fauci says it's too risky to take masks off kids, that's a lie. It's not a scientific statement. It is a political statement. He is making the argument in favor of masks uh, because he wants to support teachers union members who are continuing to argue that kids need to have to wear masks even though the science and the data doesn't support it at all. It's a lie, okay? That's what it is. Dr. Fauci is lying to you. There should be consequences for someone like him who has claimed to be sharing the science and has been shown time after time to actually be lying. Will there be consequences? I think the only way that's going to happen is if Republicans take back control of the Senate and take back control of the House. And my prediction for you, and I've been saying this for over a year now, my prediction for you is that Everyone who advocated for mask wearing in schools in the years ahead is going to pretend they always knew that it did not work. But what I want you to do is remember who was looking at the actual data, at the actual science, and was showing up every single day, even though people out there were castigating us like crazy and making the argument that there was no basis whatsoever to be uh, arguing in favor of mask mandates. That is the truth, okay? So, uh, this argument by Fauci, it's a lie. It should be labeled misinformation because all of the data reflects that he's lying. Same thing is true of the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, who continues to advocate for masks in schools. There's zero data to support that that matters at all. Kids out there in schools, parents continue the fight because we're going to win this. And some people say, Clay, why do you care? It's because masking represents a full fruition of COVID normalcy, the idea that the pandemic is never ending, right? The front lines of that battle are kids wearing masks in school because once we end that, once we end that, then normalcy really does start to prevail and we can stop acting like insane, fear-laden, imbeciles, all right? I want to give credit, by the way, state of Texas for standing up and suing over the mask mandate on airlines. Uh, the state of Texas is suing the Biden administration, arguing that there is no justification at this point for any mask mandate on airlines. I agree with them. The state of Texas is right. I hope other states will join them in this lawsuit so that we can also go to battle over whether you have to wear a mask on an airplane. I'm flying down to Florida on Sunday. 
Going to be at Mar-a-Lago with President Trump and others live on the radio show Tuesday. And I got to tell you, there is no basis whatsoever in factual reality for why you should have to wear a mask at an airplane. You know, the only place I have to wear a mask anywhere in the state of, Nash- state of Tennessee or in the city of Nashville is the airport. Makes no sense. Literally the only place. None of my kids wear masks at school. The only place that is required that any member of the Travis family essentially wear a mask is at the airport. It's illogical. It makes no sense. And I give credit to everyone inside of the state of Texas who has decided to sue over this issue. Uh, I want to talk about this because I think it's a big story. Did you see the story out there uh, about the Canadian truckers and the people who have donated to them? This is big, all right? So I want you to follow along with me here. When the Hunter Biden story came out in late October of 2020, Twitter banned it from being shared and locked the New York Post Twitter account. As part of that argument, Twitter said, hey, the reason why we are having to shut this down is because it is hacked information. It wasn't accurate, right? Hunter Biden turned his laptop in to a laptop repair shop and then abandoned it and the person who got that laptop was able to see all the things on it because it had been abandoned, okay? So it wasn't actually hacked. But remember, everybody, including Jen Psaki on the left wing, came out and said, oh, this is Russian disinformation. No, it was all accurate. It was all 100% real. But Twitter said, we're not going to allow this to be shared because it's hacked information. They even locked the New York Post Twitter account. Why are they allowing all of the hacked information then from the Canadian trucker uh, donors to be shared widely on their website? Think about this for a minute. They said Hunter Biden hacked materials, it can't be shared, but they are allowing the Canadian trucker donors info to be shared. And as a result, people who gave $20, $40, $100, $200, they're being harassed by media, They're being harassed by their employers. Even Ilhan Omar, congresswoman, came out and said, this is shameful. Why do you need to be investigating someone who gave $20 or $40 or $200 to a Canadian trucker protest and trying to shame them for their political donations? And I agree with congresswoman Omar on this. It is not in any way a fair and impartial press that is emailing people who gave $20 or $40 to the Canadian truckers and trying to hold them accountable for making that decision. That is not the fourth estate. That is not justice. That is not speaking truth to power. Someone who donated $20 or $40 probably has relatively limited financial resources and they just want to give a small measure of support to the Canadian truckers who are fighting for a return to normalcy. But it's important. Twitter should have to answer this question. Why did you block the sharing of the Hunter Biden story but you are allowing all the hacked information from the Canadian trucker donors to be shared widely on your website? That is an inconsistency. That should be addressed, talked about, debated, and discussed and Twitter should have to answer for it. Right now they aren't. And I would love for someone at Twitter to explain to me why they have made those choice other than 
their choices always favor far left-wing politics. I'll give you another example right now. Some of you follow the Twitter account at DefiantLs, which does a great job of posting left-wing loser takes that are wildly hypocritical. All they do is screenshot those takes, put them together, and share them. They got blocked on Twitter. Their account was shut down. They then were allowed to come back after much outrage over their banning since they don't even say anything. They just clip tweets and share them. Twitter said they uh, blocked the account in error. Well, we need a further examination of why Twitter errors only seem to hurt conservative accounts. Nobody who's liberal ever accidentally gets blocked. What is going on here? It deserves major examination. Twitter needs to explain why their policies are not content neutral and are in fact content biased. It's a big story. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, Clay Travis here. Hope you guys are enjoying OutKick. The show will have more coming back next. Um, A lot of people talking. Much less serious story, although there is a serious injury associated with it. Matthew Stafford and the Rams celebrated their, uh, their, uh, their Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, And as part of that Super Bowl celebration, a lot of alcohol was consumed. And at one point, they were on a stage and a photographer fell off the stage. There is video of that woman falling off the stage. She says that she has, uh, has serious injuries, I believe, to her spine. And there is a video of Matthew Stafford seeing the fall and immediately turning the opposite direction away from that fall. Now, Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly, immediately rushes toward the woman who fell. Matthew Stafford turns the other direction. Now, Matthew Stafford might well have been drunk. In fact, I probably think that he was. And he might have been turning to go try to get some support for the woman who fell. Who knows what his exact explanation is going to be. He's being attacked talked about, debated, discussed in a significant fashion. Fortunately for him, his wife Kelly immediately rushed towards the woman who fell and has been injured. If I were advising Matthew Stafford right now, my advice would be, wasn't a good look on the video. It's hard to judge anything off of a 6, 15, 20, 30 second video that oftentimes is taken out of context. You got plenty of money. Why not offer to help with whatever medical costs this woman has? That would be my advice to Matthew Stafford. That would go a long way, I think, towards towards taking care of the viral video that is spreading right now that suggests you didn't care at all about the woman who fell. Again, I'm not judging it, but that's the way that it actually looked. Um, Big news out there. At least if you're in my neck of the woods of Nashville, Tennessee, Report from Axios, which based on people I have talked to, I believe to be accurate, uh, that there is an issue right now with the idea of being able to remodel the existing Tennessee Titans stadium 
that it's going to cost so much to remodel that you might as well go ahead and tear down the entire stadium and build a new one. So, I am going to argue right here and now that we need, we need to build a brand new domed stadium. I sent this tweet out last week on Friday at the end of the week as uh, we were dealing uh, with, I was in LA and I was looking around I was saying, look, it's time to build a dome stadium in Nashville, all right? If Nashville had a dome stadium, Super Bowl, foregone conclusion. Probably get one, if not two, Super Bowls played in Nashville. Get, uh, we'd get certainly a national championship game, I think, as well as national championship playoff games. Uh, certainly, I believe also, WWE events like WrestleMania would be coming to Nashville. May well get the World Cup, which would be a huge deal in 2026. So The, the Final Four... So many different massive events. It's time for the city of Nashville to make the right decision and build a dome. This is not some new argument I've been making. Uh, When I started doing local radio in Nashville back in 2008 or whatever it was, I said Nashville needs a new stadium. They need a dome. That needs to be the future of this city. I am 1 billion percent putting myself behind supporting the idea of a new stadium and it needs to be a stadium with a roof, with a dome. That's what the city of Nashville needs for the Titans. I will help out in any way that I can. I'll lobby city, state officials, anyone who might need to be involved there. This is the time to make a decision for the next 25 or 30 years of the city of Nashville. Now is the time to get a dome. We've got to do it. I'm all in on it. I'll lobby as hard and as much as I can be useful to make that happen in my hometown. Um, They're seizing bank statements, uh, bank accounts in Canada right now over this Canadian trucker protest. And if you're out there and you're saying, I don't care about this Canadian trucker protest, I want you to follow me down as we shift the fact pattern a little bit to point out why this is such a big deal. Imagine in the summer of 2020, if as riots were taking place all over this country, as Black Lives Matter raised $100 million, and as Kamala Harris came out and said, I will pay all of your bail money associated with anyone who was arrested protesting around the George Floyd incident. If Donald Trump had said, I'm declaring martial law and we are expanding the definition of terrorism to include anyone donating to Black Lives Matter. And not only are we expanding the definition of terrorism to anyone donating to Black Lives Matter, I am going to shut down any bank account that I see involved in that behavior. If that had happened, the entire world would have lost its mind. I would have said, even as a Donald Trump voter, I disagree with that decision. I know it's a radical proposition, by the way, to say that you can vote for someone and also disagree with some of the things that they do, but that is reality, okay? Imagine if that had happened, Donald Trump would have been called a dictator and the media would have lost its mind. It's happening right now in Canada as we speak. And most people in the media are completely silent about it 
because Justin Trudeau is a leftist. Justin Trudeau is calling Jewish members of the opposition party uh, supporters of Nazism. He is saying that if you don't agree with his taking, effectively declaring of martial law, that you are uh, aligned with uh, the, the people supporting Hitler. That's what Justin Trudeau is trying to say right now. Justin Trudeau has become a dictator in Canada. It's time for him to go. Anyone supporting him is in favor of autocracy, is in favor of authoritarianism, is in favor of dictatorships, left-wing dictatorships. This is a terror that is being inflicted in Canada. Remember when we used to think of Canada as being super chill and super laid back, A, everybody was just kind of very middle of the road, not trying to be angering anyone, super nice. Remember when all of that was our opinion of Canada? Well, now we have ended up, believe it or not, with a crazy dictator north of the border. Canada is managing to make American politics seem sane, and they've actually managed to unite some portions of the American political sphere that otherwise would be on opposite sides. Congresswoman, I give her credit, Elon Omar said that everyone who is investigating these Canadian donors is making the wrong choice. She sent out a tweet saying that this was not defensible behavior by the media. I agree with her. Should be investigating people who donate $20 to the Canadian truckers. Canada has lost its mind They have effectively declared martial law. The city of Ottawa is even threatening to seize the pets of truckers. Seize the the, the pets of truckers. And in eight days, if you haven't reclaimed your pets, they are going to relinquish them to others and or push them further into uh, the pound where they may end up actually being put to death. That's the kind of place where we are right now in Canada. They're threatening to take the pets of any protesters in the event that they are arrested. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has signed a contract extension with Michigan. You'll remember Jim Harbaugh was flirting with the idea of going to the NFL. He got a contract raise effectively, although there is not a very substantial buyout and it still would allow an NFL team to come in and hire him away if an NFL team makes a decision to come after Jim Harbaugh in an aggressive way. Just FYI, that is going on out there in uh, the world of college football right now. NIL remains out of control and everything is wide associate, wide, widely uh, crazy associated with that. We've also got Michelle Tafoya under fire. Did you see she went on Tucker Carlson last night and talked about some of the issues right now Uh, surrounding the NFL, surrounding the teaching of critical race theory. I saw she was trending earlier in the day. This is what happens. When you are in the world of sports, and I've been there, when you have been in the world of sports and you decide to say something other than the accepted and prescribed and acceptable belief, which is left-wing politics only, they come after you. Now, I've been through the fire. It's been a long time since I trended because people were outraged by what I said. I have come through on the other side 
where I have creative freedom and creative control and I can give any opinion under the sun that I want to give and nobody is going to be able to cancel me. It's because I got the biggest radio show in the country. I got a big website that I run. I've got shows like these. If Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or one of those entities decides to come after me and try to shut me down, they ain't shutting down my radio show. They're not shutting down my website. I'm going to say every single day exactly what I think. And I would encourage you guys, as I've been saying for a while, bookmark OutKick. Go make sure you know where your affiliate station is for Clay and Buck. You can sign up for the podcast, as millions of you have done. And we're going to continue to dominate going forward. But they are trying to send the powers that be a strong message to Michelle Tafoya of what happens when she gets outside the bounds of acceptable uh, opinion, right? They are trying to tell her, hey, you can't speak out against CRT. You can't call out Kaepernick for his hypocrisies. You are a member of the American sports media and If you say anything other than prescribed, accepted, left-wing talking points, you will be attacked and censored accordingly. That's the message that is out there. That is substantial. uh, uh, Everything that is going on in that world right now. So, I appreciate all of you. I want you to think a little bit about Fauci saying it's too risky and the lies associated with that. I also want you to think about the different treatments that Twitter has given to the Hunter Biden videos and the Hunter Biden stories uh, compared to how they have treated the Canadian trucker information and more the insanity that has grown in Canada and whether or not that insanity is going to spread to the United States. Props to Texas for challenging uh, the mask mandate on airplane flights. Headed down, uh, as I said, this weekend. Tomorrow I'll be doing all the shows normally. But I'm headed down this weekend back to Florida. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, And I appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. This is OutKick, the show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP.